For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Into the dead black air, that spooky time is finally here. Carter Doge and Jordan too must brace themselves and not get spooked by horror films both new and older in the evil that is Chunktober. Chunker treat! Chunker treat! Hello? I guess nobody's home. Oh! You're home. Welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk, the movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. I haven't said that intro in. That's not even our. That's not even our tagline anymore. I know, man. <laughs> what a throwback! If I don't start the exact same way, I lose all ability to do an intro of any kind. Hey, here's the deal. You probably can't tell because of my costume because I look so much like Link from the Legend of Zelda, which I did dress up as like four Halloweens in a row. But I am Jordan. Wonders, the Wonders one, and I'm a, a chunk this time. <laughs> Shut up. I'm allergic to your your Halloween dust and your cobwebs. <laughs> I'm Doge, and it's just a little chunkus punkus. Chunkus punkus. Hold up, let me find my quotes. <laughs> Man, pre-coffee pre Carter is rough. Ooh, I can't wait to find out why you're the hunk. And I'm Carter, and hunk, 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 double hunk. <laughs> That'll work. The one swear in this movie. Hey, why are you the hunk? I'm the hunk because I am fighting against the norm. You know? I'm like mm. that trendy... Counterculture. Trendy person. Yeah, I'm super countercultural today. Uh, because I have chosen not... No, I haven't chosen. I just <laughs> haven't had coffee yet. And so we're going to see Ooh. how this goes. I'm really doing this as an experiment for the sake of the podcast. Honestly. We got that that unfiltered, bra, unpasteurized Carter energy. Mm-hmm. This is that two chunks test kitchen right now. It's mm. the test kitchen. And you get to be a part of this study that we're doing. I'm collecting data Well, uh, for a big, big study. Speaking of tests, look, I know that much like how tests are difficult this season, Halloween has been difficult for some of you, our dear listeners, uh, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I know for instance, my own mother listens to this podcast and she don't do horror. It's too, just too spooky. And I know that's the case for some of you. So our hope is this, 
this episode is, I don't want to say olive branch because, um, you know, it's not a peace offering so much as it is, hey, this is, you know how when you're a kid and some houses, they decorate spooky and you're too afraid to go knock on the door? Yep. Well, this podcast is the house with the sign out front that says the only ghost here is the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, you know, they're not going to scare you and they're going to maybe have nerds or king size candy no bars. No way, or dude. They're going to have toothbrushes. <gasps> they're going to the nerds house was That's the no. thing. Mom. My mom, my mom was a sweet Halloween house and she did good candy. So I'm gonna- <laughs> that's the thing. We're the house. We're going to give you a toothbrush and a little tiny toothpaste and it's safe. You won't be scared coming up to us, but the, the treat's not going to be as sweet. And it's did you ever actually have a teeth? house that gave you a toothbrush and toothpaste? I did. There was a dentist yep. that lived in my neighborhood in, wow. when I lived in Georgia and he would give out toothbrushes and, um, we burned his house down, which was cool. It was sort of a fun <laughs> Halloween thing that we Took got to turn. do. Stuck the, the toothbrushes in a perimeter around the edge of his yard. <laughs> hey lit guys, each like a birthday candle. <laughs> the only ghost in this podcast today is the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you that right now because we're talking about a super non-scary oh, yeah. movie. Uh, that movie is known uh, to to all of us far and wide as Hocus Pocus. And look, I know that this is a sort of a special, just a little nugget, just a little special nugget to give everybody. But I still legally cannot talk about this movie without a synopsis from the scariest ghost in the world. Douche, douche, synopsis time. Uh, That was a little bit the monster mash. (laughs) I was looking through IMDb. It was almost Mrs. Puff from Spongebob. It was a lot of things. I loved it. <laughs> I'm looking through IMDb, uh, and most of the synopsises are pretty good, and that's not usually what I aim for. So I was like, crap, which one am I going to read? And then I saw yes. there's somebody who has two discrete usernames. <laughs> this week's IMDb, well, not this week, this special Saturday IMDb synopsis was written by Corey Simple who, if you don't recognize that name, that's all right. You might also know him as Adam Sandler's Eight Sexy Nights. Yes! (laughs) (sighs) On the first first of Adam Sandler's Eight Sexy Nights, my true love gave to me, 300 years ago, the Sanderson sisters had practiced witchcraft and had been punished. Mm. Now it's Halloween 1993, and Max Dennison has lit the candle that is said to bring the witches back to life. Now Max, his girlfriend Allison, and his kid sister Danny must save all the kids in Salem from the witch sisters, including leader Winifred, Goofy Sarah, and high-strung Mary, who will steal the lives of children. Hey, girlfriend feels generous. Yeah, that was quick. They didn't even have a DTR. (laughs) Hey, look, I know we said that this episode isn't going to be scary, but that doesn't mean it's not crazy adult themed because we're going to talk a lot about virginity today. <laughs> Apparently so is Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Look, why? <laughs> this is a short episode, so we got to burn through these points. Why is everyone in this whole movie so shocked and making fun of this middle school kid for being a virgin? Super dump right there. This we are obsessed Disney. with this teen boy's virginity in a way that makes me quite uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I know it's Disney, but being Disney, I just don't get it. It's like full-grown Hocus- adults are like, check out this Hold virgin. Up. Hocus Pocus 
is the most Mel Brooks Disney has ever been. <laughs> I agree with that for sure. Jokes about virginity. Um, clearly, like, the most we sportsian, like, it is so uh, objective and it's, it's, it's funny. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker's character... Maybe it's just because it was Sarah Jessica Parker. And when I watched this, I was I was at an age that I was seeing things differently. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, me, I, I was me and Max, which, by the way, that, that guy's last name, that actual actor's last name is Katz. How funny is that? Oh, wow. That's why they it's cast very good. him, I think. It's amazing. That's why they cats him. That's why they cats him. I actually thought so. Normally, Sarah Jessica Parker, if if it's not in the movie The Family Stone, Sarah Jessica Parker is typically not a selling point in anything for me. She's hilarious in this. Like that, I actually, no, she's funny. really funny. Yeah, that feels that a little crude. generous to me. No, I she thought she was a, funny. She does a good. She says the lines in the script that are supposed to be funny in a funny way. No, I haven't seen this I until this funny. time. So here's here's the filter I'm bringing to this. <clears throat> I had not seen this movie ever in my life and did not know it was different than Halloween Town or any of its numerous sequels, which I also have not seen in my life Okay, until like two days ago. You had okay. never seen Hocus Pocus? No, sir. Oh. oh. Sir. The only ghost that lives in this brain is the Holy Ghost. So you were a Hocus Pocus virgin, you nerd. I was. I lit the black <laughs> flame candle of weird <laughs> Halloween movies. This is the weirdest thing to me. And I guess I've never really watched uh, a movie that celebrates Halloween like it's a big holiday, except for maybe the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown thing. And the this omen. is like, this is like, the <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest thing to me because it, it really feels like they were like, let's make a Christmas movie. It's like got all of the elements of a Christmas movie, like the Santa Claus or something like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah but we yeah. invent this mythology around Halloween to have it where it's like, well, it, it is they literally are real. It's that you don't have the Halloween spirit. That's right. not what Halloween's about. And it's, it's, it's just like bizarre. It's like, you don't believe in the Sanderson sisters? What does your family do on October 31st? Like, for it's real. Like, you don't leave spiders and cobwebs out for the Sanderson sisters. The scene I love where it. Sarah Jessica Parker ate a spider was funny and gross. Oh, yeah, that was gross. It was yucky. That was very gross. Yucky. Um, also, I want to give a moment to shout out to what was almost my super pump but got edged out. Um, the school bullies are unbelievably 90s and I loved yeah. oh, it. Oh, they are cartoons. 90s. They're they also are. just Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah that's a little true. bit. If, yeah. they, if Silent Bob talked, <laughs> yes. So it's just Jay and Bob. It's Jay and Bob. It's Jay, <laughs> Jay it's and Loud Jay, Bob. Jay and his good friend Bob. <laughs> Jay and Bob. <laughs> but it, they, I mean, it was just, it was classic. Like, oh, what's up, California? What are you doing here? Yeah. God. Hey, Hollywood you nerd. You got they're any also quarters, like, Hollywood? They're like the bullies, like. Uh, they're a little bit harsher than the bullies from Power Rangers. I don't know if y'all watch that, but those <laughs> right. high school bullies. Dude, it's like, I remember. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> I remember growing up afraid of that type of bully. And then I also remember realizing that that type of bully just didn't exist at this point in time. Maybe they did in yeah. the, the early 90s. And if you're in high school in the early 90s, maybe that type of bully was prevalent. But like, I can't imagine somebody like forcing my little sister to give them candy on Halloween. Like people would just be like, that's not cool. That's just mean. And they'd be like, oh, sorry, man. 
<laughs> bullying just turned weirdly personal when we were, at least when I was growing up. It wasn't this like two dudes like breaking your stuff and stealing your candy on Halloween. So I just think it's almost weirdly charming that these two, maybe it's that the the problems of the world seem so much bigger than getting my candy stolen that it was refreshing that one of the main antagonists just wanted his sister's candy in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I liked them. I thought they were very fun. Let's talk about uh, our flashback at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is Bink's origins. Uh, I'd love to just talk about Bink's too in a second. Sure, we'll talk about Bink's in a second. Bink's origins, that whole sequence, is some of the worst accent work and costume work and set work I have seen outside. It looks like a high school production of The Crucible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. It is rough. It is so rough. And this being with my, my adult eyes... Uh, the first time I've ever watched this, that yeah. immediately, immediately made it really hard to engage with this movie. So the, oh, opening, no. the opening sequence was almost my super dump because of how bad it now sucks with 2020 yeah. eyes. Um, but let's let's talk about Binks for a second. Specifically, so I, I have two things I want to say about Binks. Number one is that the actual facial animations of Binks are my super dump because they were so uncanny and disgusting that my eyes wanted to puke. Every time he did anything. <laughs> so I hate him. Are you ready um, for this? What? CG Binks is my super pump. Oh, what? because they went for it because they did it. It's 1993. No, so ugly. We just like Jurassic Park is just out of theaters and they're like <laughs> dinosaurs. That's too easy. We're going to do a talking cat. We had not had Jar Jar yet. We had only barely had like any kind of CG in movies. We only barely had uh, the liquid metal Terminator. And they were like, let's jump right to talking cat. I and don't like it. it. And I it hate sucks his face. so bad. With hey, a much lower a budget, job. by the way. They he did such a bad budget. job, but they went for it. He is an animatronic occasionally. And that mm-hmm. animatronic was used as Sabrina the Teenage Witch, our nemesis, her cat. Uh, Are you serious? This is the butt. same cat? Yeah. Same they use that animatronic cat as, uh, what's his face from Sabrina the, the Teenage Witch? Salem. Now, Salem, yeah. Now, I do want to say, the voice of Binks, did you? Did either of you guys catch who was voicing Binks? Sean Connery. That was crazy. No. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so, I looked this up because I, when, when Binks the cat first started talking, I was like, man, this voice sounds so much like Max Goof. I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. I went in and looked. Binks, not the same actor. So I was like, that's so weird. And the more he talked, I was like, this is definitely Max Goof. I looked. It is, in fact, the voice of Max Goof, a.k.a. Jason Marsden. Jason Marsden. Now, not the same actor who plays human boy Binks. Human boy Binks, his accent work was so bad because he had been living in Australia and had accidentally picked up an Australian accent because he had been there for a few years that they also had Jason Marsden dub over actor, human wow. actor for Binks's voice. So the voice of Binks, both human and cat, is Max Goof from the Goofy yeah. movie. Uh, Jason, Marsden. Jason Marsden did so much for Disney around this oh time. Oh my though. gosh. I feel he's like he's in, in everything. every Disney project around this time. Um, but they also, the trivia said that... <laughs> The directors thought that Jason Marsden was able to bring 
a more accurate to colonial times voice. And oh, I just yeah. don't agree at all. That's yeah. good. That's really good. I can't wait until Tuesday when our episode releases on Luck of the Irish and y'all are complimenting how good the, the voice work was. <laughs> Versus Hocus Pocus? Maybe, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Versus Hocus Pocus? Maybe. Um, no, so... It's just even the even the girlfriend. I'm sorry to bring it back to virginity, but this movie's not going to apologize for it. So neither am I. Even the girlfriend <laughs> reacts weird when the sister's like, "He's a virgin," and it's just like, "Why is this our yeah. landing point for this 13 year old to dunk on him?" I don't know, man. It's just so weird. It's am so I alone though. on this island? I felt like it was super weird that we harped on it for so long. But yeah, that's just me. I'm just normal. You know, like my <laughs> the way that I view the world is just so different. You know, like I'm just. I mean, it's there. weird, but it's it also is hocus pocus. This feels like one of the more parent leaning scripts uh, for a movie like this that Disney has done. I think I that's why that. I say Mel Brooksian. Like it feels more of like a. Hang on. I think I I may have cracked the Da Vinci Code on this movie. Give me a second. The, the Sanderson sister that rides the vacuum is very Brooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just the Sandersons in general. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it's very young Frankenstein, the three of them. So you know how when you look at birds. I do, yeah. You're like You're like, man, you used to be dinosaurs. That was cool. You guys kind of suck now. Imagine the flip side. Imagine if a bird turned into a dinosaur and you're like, you used to be so crappy, but now you're very cool. I think in that same way, I think that Hocus Pocus evolved into the Santa Claus the following mm. year. Mm. These seem very much like, like the same kind of movie. And Hocus Pocus feels like they were trying it out. Like they're like, I don't know if we could do this <laughs> magic holiday movie. But they went for it with the Santa Claus. Like it just, something about the vibe feels so similar. If you told me they took place in the same world, if Hocus Pocus 2 was a crossover of the Santa Claus universe and the Hocus Pocus verse, I, it wouldn't feel like they had a lot of legwork to do in terms of proving these are part of the same world. Santa Pocus. Now, I, I think, so what you're saying is Tim Allen saw Hocus Pocus and was like, ooh, I can do this, but as Santa Claus, and I'll use it to crush the millennials. And everybody around yeah. him was like, crush the what? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. you'll know. You'll know. He was, like, so he was like, if the Santa Claus came from Hocus Pocus, why is there still Hocus Pocus? You know? He was like, why did home improvement stop because of these young ones? And they're like, young what? And what's home improvement? He was like, don't worry about it. He was like, uh, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I like I like a world where Tim Allen only responds in grunts. <laughs> oh man. Look, since this is a short episode, I feel the need to go ahead and talk about my super pump because it's good. Very I mean, I've me. fulfilled my constitutional requirement to this show, yeah, super pump and super dump. And now I'm just here as kind of color commentary on what you guys say. I know there's plot, I get that, but the super pump, in fact, Doge, I'm a little disappointed. To me, there's only one option. It's Bette Tell Midler. Tell me what it is. Yeah, she's great. Dude, she is hilarious. She, yes. I love when she sings Put a Spell on You. It's so fun, man. I don't know. She. I think she is just like a complete entertainer in every sense of the word. And For so, sure. 
in something I think like nobody this, watches this or talks about it almost twenty her, years later without her. Exactly, completely agreed. And it, it it really does to me just feel like a lot of this is like roll camera on bet and see what happens. Yeah, sure, she feels like a good balance of just not completely overdoing it. Like it's like how did somebody pull off? just being so campy and being so into a character without it feeling like it got done to death. Right. I think yeah. that was like also this time of the like early nineties, Jim Carrey was doing that with all of his characters. Yeah. Right. And it might even be easier to look back and be like, okay, Ace Ventura was a little much, but <laughs> yeah, that bet, my super pump as well because she is having a, it feels like she's having so much fun. I was watching on the today show. They were interviewing her, uh, just this week because there is going to be some kind of like reunion slash something. It's not oh, necessarily yeah. like a, a full film, I don't think, but there's something coming out on Halloween for oh. like a hocus pocus type revisit. As in, as in the day this episode comes out? The day this, this episode oh, comes fun. out. Yeah. So I check that out. About That'll be hocus on Disney Plus. Plus two, hocus pocus two, potentially Halloween 2021 is what? the last thing I read. Wow. Same same uh, director attached to it as the Enchanted sequel. Wow. So there will be some kind of announcement, I think, today about this for Hocus cool. Pocus 2. Um, so maybe that's what they're talking about. But yeah, love cool. Bed Midler. I'll say a, a close second for me um, was Billy Butcherson. So Doug Jones. Dude, yeah. Who, who that, for some reason, Billy Butcherson was this character that as a child... Maybe because he looked kind of scary, I had blocked him out of my mind. But seeing him again and watching Hocus Pocus this time was like it was an old acquaintance. I was like, that's the, that's the, I feel like there's been a million things in my life. I was like, that reminds me of something. That looks like something. And it was Billy Butcherson or like the way that somebody was walking. Yeah. Um, I, I think Doug Jones, Doug Jones has done a ton of stuff. And we never anything. really, we never really see Doug Jones. He kind of looks like an alien. He looks like someone who would be at the Men in Black headquarters. Yeah. Um, but he was like Pan's Labyrinth. He was the the pale man in Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. uh, he is the amphibian man in The Shape of Water. He's um, also the amphibian man in Hellboy and Hellboy yeah, 2. Yeah, Ape Sapien. Um, Heckboy, Jordan. This is a... Sorry. This is a Holy Ghost only Halloween <laughs> episode. But yeah, he was a close, he was a very close second, almost my super pump, but I couldn't not, you know? Like there's a we little start bit a of Doug like, watch. it's gotta be bit, right? Doug, why? We, we should, should have a, a Doug count. He's probably Doug, uncredited in almost every movie. Almost everything. <laughs> every like tree. Every kind of genre fiction that we've watched, I guarantee you Doug Jones was at least called about it. He's like yeah. if Andy Serkis <laughs> put on real costumes instead of computer costumes. Yes. <laughs> I have, that's actually, everything. that's actually really good what you just said. Uh, Doug Jones. Wait, hang so, on. I'll say it again. Doug Jones is like if Andy Serkis put on real costumes instead of computer costumes. It actually wasn't Amazing. good. I don't think maybe. Yeah, um, no, probably not. The thing about Doug Jones is I have only seen Pan's Labyrinth once. It was a very long time ago, and I still can close my eyes and watch his character put eyeballs in his hands, and it freaks me absolutely right out, yep. top to bottom. Um, yep. What a Which monster. I will say, it's good that we're talking about getting freaked out because in Hocus Pocus, there is nothing scary, which makes it the perfect, <laughs> uh, I was almost going to say nomination, candidate for <laughs> our uh, spook-free Halloween episode. That's true. We're not trying to scare you too bad. We don't were you scared scare as a you. kid, though? 
Either I don't think so. Maybe maybe by B- Billy Butcherson just a smidge, but no. Butcherson, not- B- Butcherson gave me a smidge scare. I'll tell yeah. you that. Especially, oh, did you guys read that the moths were real that flew out of his mouth? Yeah. He Ugh. actually put no. moths in his mouth? Nope. Doug goes all out, dude. Doug, that's too far for Hocus Pocus. Hey, moths in your mouth feels like cat got your tongue a little bit to me. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he doesn't talk too What's much the matter, about moths man? in his mouth. What's the matter, man? Moths in your mouth? <laughs> you coward? You scared? Are you scared yet? This um, movie's hard to talk about, y'all. Now, I will say, good thing some local hero suggested it be a short episode. <laughs> I will say... There is outside of the Sandersons and Billy Butcherson and stuff like that. There is a pair of characters that I feel like didn't get enough screen time and were pretty funny. <laughs> Satan and his wife. Yes. Yep. Who are brother and sister in real life, by the way. That tracks with what I know about the actual Satan, so his actual wife. What I what I was actually going to say. I pivoted. What I was actually going to say is uh, Max's parents. I thought they were super funny. Oh, yeah, they were good. Um, But as soon as you said that, I realized they're much funnier and a much better answer to that question. (laughs) The dude that plays Satan and his wife are so funny. Oh, my goodness. How did I forget about them? As soon as you said it, I was like, yes, correct. They are hysterical. Um, Yeah, I feel like there's little moments like that sprinkled through that feel very Mel Brooks. That's a good call, sure. Carter. I Very hadn't much. put that together. There it well, is. And it's it's kind of like a song, like <laughs> yeah, a song. <laughs> I was like, this is this is how bad my timing is when I don't have coffee. Doge was definitely going to talk about something poignant, and I, and I thought of something. I got so excited that it was the first legitimate thing I was going to say this episode that I just screamed it. I was going to say it's kind of like a song that you no. don't really know where it's going. Like it, watching this as an adult, I'm struck by it's not quite episodic, but it's almost episodic of like the Sanderson sisters do this. And it's that's <laughs> little self-contained adventure. And then they do this little self-contained adventure and then they get burnt up in a Tune incinerator in, in a high school. Yeah. And it's like made it real hard for me to gauge how far along in the story we were. Dude, totally. Yeah. When they're back and in Max's room and it's like, I guess it's I guess it's over. over? Like, I don't know. Who knows? For oh, now, because there's a sequel. Um, my point. super dump is honestly so. I really like Danny as a character, the younger sister. Yeah, she's great. And I thought she had infinitely more talent and personality uh, than anyone else in that protagonist party. And I yeah. think she should have been the the all out lead of this. Yep. And she wasn't. And so that's my super dump. Is I think. Especially like for a Disney and like the juxtaposition of going up against like this timeless evil. I think it's funnier if it's the youngest, most innocent person that is the main hero. Yeah. And I think they missed an opportunity there uh, because I thought uh, Thora Birch was the name of that actress. I thought she was so great. She did a great job. Yeah. I thought she was the, the funniest sequel, one. I think the sequel, absolutely. If it is the Sandersons coming back, the sequel definitely needs to be Danny's daughter. Ooh. You know, there's a sequel book, right? No, a book. It, yeah. Yep. In novel form, the novelization of the movie also what? included a sequel story about uh, Max and Allison's kid who unleashes the Sanderson sisters no, on I Salem. Care about, no I don't way. care about Max's And it's pretty future. much, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing again. 
you know, we're following that Disney trend of like an extremely goofy movie is kind of just a goofy movie again. Max is embarrassed by his goofy dad, then learns to love his goofy dad. You but know, they got just, they got poofed. I don't know how you're gonna unpoof them. You know, that's the magic. You just don't believe in Halloween enough. I guess maybe that's true. <laughs> you don't have enough Halloween spirit, dude. I do think we need to uh, rank this movie. And here's the thing. I'm calling an audible here. Hocus Pocus, it's Halloween. We have a new scale for this one. Ooh. Is this movie a trick or is this movie a oh. treat? Oh. It's binary for Hocus Pocus. Is it Hocus <laughs> or is it in fact Pocus? <laughs> Um, I'd love to go first. Ding dong. This one's a treat for me. This is this is an this is worthy of an every year watch, I think. Very much like how the Santa Claus movie is actually not good, but I love it. This one's a treat. Uh, it's a treat for me too. And I think it leans more towards like actually good. I think if it was on the scientific cinema scale, it'd be like a rent buy area for me. Sure. Um, just because and it could be that this is the one like it feels like a Disney Channel original movie. It and does. So it could it could be totally. the one that I get to hold on to because for some reason, because this was a little bit more mainstream, this was my experience. Like I, mm. I we're about to get into the DCOM series, and I didn't watch any of these as a child, but I did have at least Hocus Pocus. And so it's very good. It meant something to me. The old and tired eyes of an adult man are the only way that I can view this movie. And I feel like I've been tricked. This is a trick for me. I think that Hocus Pocus is so bad. <laughs> no. It's, it's fun. I, Get out of here. Get out of here. Enjoyed it. I sat, I had a f- very nice fall evening. I ate some delicious butternut squash soup that I prepared. We had talk a, about a f- old man. A fire crackling in the fireplace. And watched Hocus Pocus. Had a Werther's Pocus. original. Had a Werther's <laughs> original. Tucked in. Uh... And Hocus Pocus is my uh, least favorite element of that evening. That's a pretty huge bummer. Jeez. Well, guys, I mean, show me a good just Halloween wait. I'm movie. About to, I'm about to poop on all your decoms. You just well, wait. Don't. <laughs> They're my decoms. Leave him out of it. He's got nothing to do with it. Doge hates everything. <laughs> You're just like an old granda. I'm an old granda. <laughs> hey, save it. Save it. Look, it's I'm, time. I'm just like an old granda. <laughs> Stop. Beggars and mash. Protect your school. Look, bangers and mash. That was the bully's names, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> bangers and mash. So we're obviously doing Eddie's million dollar cook off next week. <laughs> Look, here's the deal. Don't know the reference. I'd like I'd like to end this episode because it's, it's gone on long enough. Uh, I'd like for each of us to say our name. And to say what our favorite Halloween costume we've ever dressed in is. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan. And I know I already talked about it at the beginning. I didn't mean to. It's still Link for me from The Legend of Zelda. <clears throat> I'm Doge. If you'd asked me two years ago, I would have said my super cool Jon Snow costume. But then <laughs> I'm going to tell you now that that show sucks, so don't watch it. So it's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi as a child. <laughs> I was Obi-Wan. a child. Ob- Obi-Wan oh. was an adult. <laughs> I was like, I don't I was ever remember seeing him <laughs> as <Baby> a child. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan years old. Um, <laughs> Obi-Wan year baby. Obi-Wan kababy. I don't know, man. I don't I'm know, man. Carter. I'm Carter and it's my turn. And my favorite was, it's not morbid because she's alive and healthy, but when my mom was doing chemo 
her wig looked like Elvis's hair. <laughs> and so I put on my dad's black members only jacket and some black jeans and an Elvis wig at like 11 years old and won the Halloween costume contest <laughs> at my at my school. So That's awesome. That was a big moment for me. That's very good. I like that a lot. I can appreciate that for sure. Uh, did you come home and say, hi, do a mama? I, I mean, I was in character for 48 oof, hours. Woof, the lead up to that <laughs> made my ears die. <laughs> <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.